Hi to my friends and welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I am so glad that you are here joining us today. We have a special guest co-host today. Uh, it's another priest, Father Will Rooney. He is the associate pastor here at our parish. I've known him for about a decade, and I thought he'd be great for the show because we've had um, similar conversations to the conversations that we have that we have on today's show um, over a drink or at the uh, rectory or just after mass. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him. He is um, incredibly smart, uh, probably 100 IQ points higher than me, uh, and also really, really personable. And I know that you're going to enjoy him. We talk about uh, the mass and pastoral care in general, but especially pastoral care for people um, on Sundays whenever they come to mass. I also talk about slippery slope arguments and how I'm not really a fan of the term. I hope that you guys enjoy today's episode. Enjoy my conversations with Father Will Rooney. Together. I am Taylor Stroll. This is Father Anthony Sharapa. No, I'm just kidding. We got, it's false. We've got a priest in person, which uh, which is always very helpful. Uh, in persona, Christy, in persona. Father Will Rooney, who I've talked about on this show quite a bit, <laughs> but I've never had on the show. So um, you are here. You've done hours of studying, listening to the show. And you're going to refute everything I've ever said about you. That's not true. I, <laughs> I unfortunately have not listened to any forte catholic i mean it's you say whole... that like i'm surprised <laughs> oh my gosh no one that i care about listens to this <laughs> i'm just kidding there's five of you <laughs> but man he loves those five i really do and if, if you are one of those five you are loved if you're not one of those five you're not but you could be you're the people including people <laughs> into this life <laughs> life is good but it could be better do you know that you no. don't know any movie references no i got the first one that you just made right before you, we started oh which one, was lion king two. yeah 50 yeah. very good you know movies from before you entered seminary <laughs> yeah more or less that's kind of true yeah i was actually yeah anyway moralist you're more moralist or is what you just I'm a, no uh, more or less <laughs> More or less. Oh my gosh, this guy. So uh, I have talked about you on the show. Primarily, the prime the primary thing that I've that I've done is uh, I guess there's two primary things. Uh, one, I've stolen your content like from homilies and stuff and used it as my own and didn't give you any credit. Wow, I'm honored. Uh, secondly, uh, but I also made them shorter because your homilies are too long. Uh, but the other <laughs> thing that I've done is I I talked about you um, a lot during last fall because. Sure. We, as in you, but our parish, found ourselves in a situation that most parishes don't typically find themselves in yeah. when our pastor took a sabbatical, a sabbatical after Sabbath, meaning seven. Every seven years, yeah. we supposed to get a break. It had been 17. They missed a number. They misunderstood the Latin. <laughs> so finally, after 17 years of serving the Lord and the church, they gave him a break, which, which is great. We, we've talked about it before. But the interesting thing interesting thing was whenever he left you were still pretty new you had been there for six five five months four months when he left when he i left? had been there at saint joseph's uh two months two months okay so uh, yes yeah so <laughs> new to the parish but also this was your second assignment yes yeah, so i had been a priest been two years two yeah you had been and now it's yeah. three have you had your three years no three will be in june oh, wow. next year so, so you're still pretty new to this yeah but you were essentially the acting pastor for I mean, uh, in, in, yeah. in all uh, intents and purposes, not intensive purposes. Not intensive purposes, but yes. <laughs> but it was intensive. <laughs> it was intensive. I learned a lot in uh, in those four months or yeah. three months that Father Brown was gone. Yeah. So, so yeah. So like when it, this, it was just a situation that yeah. I had never been a part of, and I hadn't really seen. Like typically, when I th hear sabbatical, I think like college, like college professors, like yeah, study or whatever. <clears throat> but. Uh, you know, the church wanted to finally take care of one of its priests, and I was really happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and but in doing so, it had to not care about you for a little while. <laughs> I felt cared for in the parish. Uh, Father Brian set me up pretty well with like a leadership team and a a group of great, people. A great leadership, an amazing, amazing, amazing leadership, leadership team, an amazing uh, <laughs> uh, parish council. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that it's some just, of the best people. <laughs> There's some good people. Some good, people. <laughs> some good. There are five good people. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Uh, but it it was interesting in both senses that one, the primary pastor, like the pastor of the parish, was gone. Yeah. But two, that you were the pastor for three months, yeah. two years into your priesthood, which like is kind of crazy. It is crazy. And the like 
So it's an interest, intriguing situation, but also like you did very well, which was I cool. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's just. It, I mean, it was like when Bishop uh, called me, or actually, it was like a, a priest on the personal board that called me and said, "Hey, you're going to you're going to go to St. Joe's." It was kind of like a, okay, I'm going back home. And then they said, "And by the way, you may have not heard, but or you may have heard, Father Brian's going on sabbatical <laughs> for three months." And uh, when we say we're going. You're going to St. Joseph's. You are running St. You're Joseph's. running St. Joseph's. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm just so thankful for all the people that like are at St. Joe's that we just have a really great team and. They, you know, with all of its craziness, which I'm sure Taylor has uh, shared some of the craziness. I sure have. People uh, who have been listening to the show <laughs> for four or five years know how different our purpose is. Very yes, much so. Very much so. But, uh, and, we, and we are very thankful primarily to Father Brian and to you. Uh, because it's that's that Father Brian, the moment he got here was the catalyst for change. Yeah. And then when you got here, it was just like a, it just kept growing. Kept growing. growing. Like a snowball, sure. right? Snowball yeah. going down the thing. Um, hopefully we don't crash down at the bottom anytime <laughs> soon, but uh, that, that's, that's what we're doing. Um, so what's interesting about you being assigned here is that you and I met a decade ago. Yes. Uh, and so did our DRE. I met our DRE a decade ago because all three of us yes. were on the same mission trip that you know, I've, talk, I've talked about it before. I'd yeah, go, yeah, grown yeah. up in high school, college. I'd go on this mission trip every summer. And one time there was this, I think you like legit, was it your first summer after seminary? Yeah, it was my first, yeah, it was my, after my first year of seminary, I was at St. Williams in Round Rock and my home parish was just St. Thomas Aquinas here in, in, in college station asked me if I could go on this mission trip. And I said, yes. And the pastor at that place said yes. And so I just, I went and uh, it was great. And I met Taylor. Yeah, we did. I it met. It was a you. defining moment of my life. I, I liked you a lot. I wasn't sure if the priesthood was really your calling, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You were great. You had fun. I, I like. I, speci- I I don't have a lot of specific memories with you on that trip, but I do have one that is like a glaring moment of like the moment that we like officially met. I'm interested. We were hear. so. <laughs> This is very funny because the mission trip, yes, we did a lot of great work. And we went on the VBS and we did uh, you know, VBS in the morning. We helped people learn about Jesus. It was great. Yeah. We built, re- practically rebuilt <laughs> houses in the afternoon. But the moment that I remember you, where I, 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 where I'm sure we shook hands the night before. Yeah, but true. the first day before we start all the big stuff, we would always go to South Padre Island. Yes. And have a big community day and fun yeah, and fun yeah. at the beach and get sunburned and ruin our week. Uh, but the, the specific moment that I remember actually meeting and talking to you was on the pavilion yes. at South Padre uh-huh. Island. And we had a relatively long conversation. So I don't remember like the moment of sure, like, hello, yeah. my name's Taylor. That was yeah, probably yeah. the night before. Sure, yeah. But that was when we had a conversation. It was me and you. And then Kevin, who's our DRE now yes. at the parish, yeah. came in and talked because y'all knew each other. And then he left. And we, we talked for probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And I was like, well, I like this guy. And then 10 years later, nine years later, you're my pastor for three months. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, how the tables have turned. My, 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 how the turns tabled. The turns tabled. You know turn. Show the reference? Table? Uh, hold on. The turns table? No. My, 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 how the turn table. Which, what are we referencing? The office. Oh, I, you know, I literally was going to guess the office and I should have just gone with it. <laughs> yeah. I have actually, uh, this will be, I've watched it all. I've watched all the office, all the parks and rec. So if you've watched all of the office and parks and rec, um, which one is your current parish office more like? Oh my gosh. Uh, uh I, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go with the office, but Michael Scott and father Brian are not the same <laughs> yeah. person. I, I'm honestly surprised you answered the question. <laughs> you haven't been around me in the show long. If you had listened to the show before, you would know that you couldn't have not answered that question. No, it's okay. Fine. I'm all right. I, so, so, uh, my wife works at the parish. And you said that it's the office. So who is my wife at the parish? There is a right answer. Oh, man. Uh, isn't it? Would, would she be Pam? I don't know. That's a good guess. Okay. And I'll accept who would you that. Say? I am very Jimish. I'm okay. not as good looking, but I, you know, kind of the funny true, guy. Yeah. Right? Um, but the correct answer is whoever the character's name that Rashida Jones plays. She's one of the hottest women alive, and I have a crush on her. So we're going to say that's my wife. She's oh also my. got a little bit of melanin in her skin. Yes. So that's why this I is my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Fair enough. Uh, oh, man, this is going to be a fun game we're going to play offline is we're going we're gonna, to we're we're gonna gonna figure out the only yeah. <laughs> We just won't do that here because you like us. Uh, I, I do like to work at St. Joseph. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
but right when so I I remember that I I remember um, another time when we worked uh, when I I've lived here for about eight years. This is the area where you're from. Yeah. And I remember uh, one time I think again kind of off of my timelines, but I think it was either right before your deacon ordination or right after. So like when you were a year mm-hmm. away from becoming a priest, you came into town and for whatever reason we connected. We went and had. I had never had beef tips before. Yeah, we had barbecue, yeah. right? Yeah, like Burkins or something. At some, I don't know what how that ended up happening. It was like, I, I think, if I remember right, I initiated us hanging out, but you were like, here's where we're going to go eat, and it's this really yeah. cool place. And it was really good, and you ordered beef tips, and I'd never had beef tips before, Yeah, and they were very good. It was great. Very I, random memories. Yes. The, it, that's kind of the story of our interactions right. prior to me coming to St. Joseph right. is these sporadic, oh, yeah, you're you're actually Catholic and you want to, you're serious about your faith and, yeah. and that kind of thing. It was pretty awesome. Um, and then you met me and, or then you got to know me. You realized <laughs> that that was a facade. Oh <laughs> no, you're, I'd say you're pretty serious about this stuff. Publicly. <laughs> I'm just, just going to go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but there was, there was, I have a pretty good memory. So the fact that you pointed out something to me today that I had forgotten, mm. like actually made me feel bad because I'm the person that remembers stuff. Like I have a very, like I don't have a photographic memory, but I'm pretty good at audio stuff where if I hear something, sure, I yeah, can yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. repeat our conversation yeah. back, right? Um, Unless it's unless it's this podcast because I record it every week, people like See, people will argue with me about something I said thirty two weeks ago. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's, it's been half I have a year. No idea. <laughs> yeah, um, that's how I feel about homilies. About three minutes after I give them. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, that, that's how I feel about your homilies. About three minutes after you give them too. <laughs> <laughs> you were like the most critical friend that I have with regard to homilies. It's wonderful. But but uh, this is this is this is a personality thing. Um, so. Have you ever? Oh, I think you had. Did you, did you take the spiritual gifts assessment? You are around whenever we took it at, at our parish. No, I don't okay. think so. So, spiritual gifts assessment. We've talked about it on here before, but um, you should take it. I, I can I can give you one. It'd be it'd probably Perfect. good good to know what you're good at spiritually as a priest. You know <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, but but because you're you know active in your faith, you're very well formed. All this sure, stuff, yeah, right? yeah. I would imagine most people that take it that are whether they're priests or lay people, but that are pursuing god and pursuing faith um they take the test and they could have circled three or four so we always do top five you could have circled three and most people four but Mm -hmm. the fifth one the fifth top one typically surprises people that's interesting so the one for me that surprised me was that i got um encouragement yeah which like i'm the most sarcastic person (laughs) you're pretty dang sarcastic and like especially in church stuff because everybody's like we have to be nice all the time i'm like that's not that's not And it's not true. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100%. So, um, but it was interesting because it's this dynamic yeah. where I probably am the person most critical. One, because I have the relationship. Who else is going to come out and be like, actually, it was John chapter yeah. four, not and chapter it, six, you, you know, dummy. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Man, a little bit long there, Padre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit long. No yeah. one else is coming out to do that. But There's, at the same time, yeah. I remember another thing I remember vividly is like maybe the first month or two, I'm very playful and I was messing with you. Yeah. And then I think two months in, I was like, that's one of the best homies I've heard in a while. And you, and like, and it, it was like, really moving. That you actually said that was really right. good. I was like, <laughs> Taylor said it was good. It must be, it must be decent. Right. right. So I tear people down for two months with that one compliment just skyrockets me in their mind. So that's good. Um, that is. Yeah. But the memory thing, there was uh, something you told me today, right when you walked in, you, you're parked right there. You walked in the house and you said, I've been here before. And I was like, I don't think you have. Because in my mind, I was like, it, it has been an idea for Sam and I to invite you and Father Brian over for forever. We just haven't done it. Yeah. Right. So I was like, you haven't, though. Like, you haven't. And then you reminded me that you have in pretty tremendous fashion, actually. Yeah. I like helped you move in. You 100% helped me move in. <laughs> and I totally forgot. And I vividly remember there's a set of brothers, the Calhoun brothers, yeah. they were helping. And I asked them like through text message, but I had forgotten. You mentioned this weekend. I posted something on Facebook like, hey, if you're in the area, we're new to the area. We don't know a ton of people. So if can you come help? And you helped us move from one of the creepiest locations ever. There was like a a weird shed in the back, right? Or something. The whole house. It was an old house. That had no electricity in it anymore. And that was our storage shed because we got to use it for free as a parishioner um, at your old parish, actually. And they, so they let us use it to save money because we were moving here. We had no money. We were missionaries. Like, we had no money. And um, we were moving at, like, midnight 
and it was terrifying. <laughs> and you did that with me, and I totally forgot. So this incredibly nice gesture that you did, and all I remember is the beef tips and talking to you at South Padre. <laughs> did you have kids then? I did. So we had we had a baby baby. They, they weren't here. Okay. Whenever we were moving, but I had a two year old and like a baby baby. Ba- like yeah, January to June, like a six month old. Okay. So yeah, you helped me. Like essentially, it was me. And whatever guys I could muster yes. because my wife and the baby, babies were still at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that makes so, sense. yeah, absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, um, you got ordained and. Uh, I'm the COVID class. The COVID the, class? Yeah, 2020. All Forever tainted. Forever tainted. <laughs> forever tainted. It's crazy. So, COVID class and then you, um, you got assigned to the cathedral. Yes, I was at the cathedral for two years. Yeah. My assumption. My assumption is that they assign priests there that they want to keep an eye on. Do you I, think there's any validity to that? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, when when uh, when Bishop, uh, so Bishop, usually he has someone, another priest call you and tell you, hey, where you're going. But for your first assignment, he like in person hands you a letter that you then read in Even front of him. Even then he refuses to talk to you. No. <laughs> No, no. And, uh, and then he has a conversation. It's usually with your classmates. So it's, it's, uh, it was really cool. Uh, and he was just like, yeah, we're going to be spending a, a fair amount of time together, which was really a, a real blessing at the cathedral. Yeah. Cause he's there, you know, for like the bigger feast days and stuff like that. He, he makes a point of coming to his cathedral and, and, uh, it was really cool to get to, to work with that community. Um, there's a amazing young adult group at, uh, at the cathedral that father Down, Daniel downtown Austin, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I've been to our cathedral. Oh yeah. It's, it's a gem. Like I am not, a, it's a gem or a, a gym, a gem. Okay. I was like, that sucks. G E M J I M from the office. Oh it's a yes. gym. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was, it's, it was built in like 1884. Um, uh, just beautiful stained glass, beautiful, uh, place. Uh, it, it's right. Like literally you can see the Texas Capitol from the steps. Oh, cool. It's, I mean, it's, it's awesome. So, so one thing that I, um, I was just at the co-cathedral about a month ago, downtown uh, in Houston, in downtown Houston. Yeah. And I, and I heard so cause like it was, it was for a deacon ordination. Oh, and nice. So the Cardinal was there, the Bishop Cardinal, um, was there celebrating the mass and mm-hmm. doing, doing all that stuff. Right. Um, but one of the things that they, he did at the end was he thanked everybody that had you know, put it up. Cause it's a, I talked about it about a month ago on the show. It's a big production to these ordinations. Yeah. A lot of bells and whistles and really cool stuff. Um, but he mentioned, he thanked the rector of the, mm-hmm. of the um, cathedral. Yeah. So like essentially it got me thinking of like, yes, I know that the Bishop has a ton of responsibilities and I guess technically he's the pastor of the cathedral, right? Yeah. Yes, in a way. Okay. If the if the cathedral is a parish, so not all cathedrals are parishes. Is it here? It is in our in our diocese. So yes. Bish- yeah. Bishop in Austin is the pastor of that parish, or is there no, a rector? I just never. That's thought actually about a really before. good question. So there is a rector, and his name's Father Daniel. And for all intents and purposes, all intensive in, purposes, in, in every way, <laughs> yes, exactly. In every way, Father Daniel is the pastor of of the cathedral. He makes like all the normal decisions that a pastor would make, but he, the, he, uh, he, the Bishop comes and celebrates all the big liturgies. So oh, basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> father Daniel gets a little bit of the short end of the stick, right, right, right. but uh, anyway, uh, that's kind of how I assumed it happened is there was a guy running the day to day and the Bishop would come yeah. in for the big stuff because the bishops one has a ton of respons- responsibilities, but also like we see the Bishop here, like he's not, yeah, at no, the he can't be there all the time. Cause he's yeah. doing he's confirmations every like weekend crazy. or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it was just an interesting thing that I just never thought about before. Mm-hmm. Cause I haven't spent a ton of time in cathedrals. Yeah. Like usually it's like, like when we're traveling, like we'll sure. go to the cathedral yeah. in New Orleans or mm-hmm. big, big life events in the Co-Cathedral in Houston, just because mm-hmm. that's where I grew up. But like, I don't spend a lot of time in yeah, cathedrals, yeah, right? Yeah, or sure. but, uh, whatever. But um, it's funny because I kind of joked that he was like, oh, I want to keep an eye on you. But then you must have done well because he sent you literally to the furthest point away from him. <laughs> We're closer guess, to the diocesan like offices of Tyler and Houston than we are to Austin. Are we closer to Tyler? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he must trust you, no, not only to send you as far away as he possibly yeah. could, or you pissed him off. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I I think uh, I I had a lot of fun at the cathedral and and learned a lot and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think that um, that community has a... It, it represents the church very well in Austin in a, in a certain way, because l- literally you have everybody from 
the uh, people who attend what used to be known as the extraordinary form of the mass. So like mass all in Latin, all sorts of stuff like that to uh, a, like the Spanish mass. Me. Oh, I thought you no, were pointing the to me. Spanish, <laughs> the Spanish mass in, in, in the same church, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, it is like Latin all, and Latina. It is all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so it's a really beautiful gift to be there. So yeah. last thing that I want people to know about you before we move forward is of priests that I've actually met, I think you probably have the highest IQ. <laughs> You're a very smart person. And we're going to talk about uh, you and pastoral stuff, which sure, yeah. a lot of people that are very smart, whether they're priests or just you know work at engineers or whatever, there's kind of this um, stereotype that most stereotypes have some truth behind them sure, because yeah. they wouldn't exist. If, mm-hmm. Right. Um, but a lot of very smart people and I just don't click because like I have a lot of personality and a little bit of brains and they have, they typically have a lot of brains and a little bit of personality. <laughs> you have a fair amount of brains. I, I, you've been in our meetings. You haven't and listened to the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. But I've heard you in a lot of pastoral council meetings. Right. And but I, I think that's more of the, like I've been around, I've been doing pastoral care for yeah, 12 years. Sure, so it's yeah. like, I, I think that's more of a, like a personality and like reading the room and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Which, which is kind of what I'm saying. Most smart people typically don't have. Mm. It's like, Hey, I have this idea, but then when it comes to like implementing stuff with people, sure. Like engineers, whatever, like uh, scientists, they're like, I have an idea and I'm going to implement it because it's all these numbers and physics and all this kind of sure. stuff. Right. But when it comes to like working with people, which is a job, the, the it's pr- basically profession, a, a, a priest actually has to do that. It's a people it thing, right? Out. And you're very good at that, which um, I've been around other priests or seminarians that fizzled out mm. that were like IQ level you, but didn't have that people part. And you have that people connection. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the next segment. But I bring that all up to say that one of the other, uh, like us hanging out for two hours, was we went to trivia a couple months ago. Oh, that's right. We did. And I was incredibly disappointed in you. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point out, I was the one who invited him to come to trivia that night. Yeah, and and uh, I I thought it was an automatic win because you're smart. I got like 40 questions right. You got three. No, I got more than three. (laughs) Okay, we got it. You see, what we need to do is we need to come up with trivia that includes actual things that matter as opposed to, I, I mean, as opposed to just movies. So, n- movies, sports, co- culture. <laughs> You're saying these things don't matter. No, they do <laughs> matter. They matter. But uh, no, I, I, it is, I am, uh, I'll admit it, I'm horrible at knowing actors and actresses and movies and things like that. Like, unbelievably bad and it's just been that way since i was a kid like people would be talking i remember vividly like in in middle school and they'd be talking about an actor and actress and i'm like i have literally no idea who you're talking about (laughs) like who watches the credits what is tom hanks yeah (laughs) but but it's it it is crazy like to to think about that like that that that's just not a gift that the lord has given me and that's okay i'm i'm completely okay with that um but it is interesting to like i I've kind of come out at the back, kind of through the back door with pop culture. Um, now I read things and watch things because I'm like, okay, some something here is really attractive, and I want to know why is that so attractive? Right. Like, why is that so interesting to people? What is what's going on? And so I'm less concerned about the little details and more like what's the story i love story that's yeah. probably one of my favorite the themes the overall yeah. thing and, yeah. I, and, and i've heard you say that before and it's just an incredibly smart pastoral thing it's like it's stuff that i don't care about but if it's the most popular show in the world i need to and, know and what 40% it is percent of people in the yeah. world are watching it probably 40 percent of our parish is watching yeah it, exactly so, um anyway we're gonna come back and i'm gonna compliment you and then try to tear you down does that sound unfair sounds great all right don't Let's go anywhere do we'll be right back <laughs> There's not much time left to sign up for our pilgrimage to Rome. We would love for you guys to join us. We are going there uh, at the end of June of this year, and we'd love to have you come with us. We're going to the heartland of Catholicism. We're going to go to Rome, the Vatican, Assisi, uh, Tuscany, Florence. It's going to be incredible, and I know um, that you would have a great time if you join us. We've got a great group already going, and we would uh, just love to spend time with you. I'm going, Father Anthony, uh, a bunch of listeners of the show, Liv Harrison and her family. It's going to be an absolute blast. Head on over to fortecatholic.com slash travel for more info. If you have any questions, just let me know. We're at the point where... uh, 
we're, we need a few more people to, to sign up or we'd like a few more people to sign up before we close it. Uh, but come to Rome with us. Come see the Pope. We're going to hang out with Pope Francis. We're, I mean, not hang out with him. We're going to see him from afar. Uh, maybe we'll hang out with him uh, if he happens to go to uh, the, you know, the same <laughs> dinner place that we go to. But um, come and enjoy the beautiful country of Italy and a bunch of great Catholic sites. Come pray with us, eat with us, drink with us. Have a grand old time. ForteCatholic.com slash travel. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That's still Father Will Rooney. I don't know if I said your name for a second. Maybe I did. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I didn't. But who knows? Whatever. Mystery for the audience that's only listening and not watching. Right. Who was that guy? <laughs> yep. So I had the idea to have you on the show last fall. Like once, once like I knew you and like I was like, oh. Like we started building more of a sure, friendship because yeah. you were here, and I was like, we were always friendly, but I was like, oh, like we're becoming friends, and I was like, we sh- I should have him on the show because yeah, he's personable, right? And I have a podcast, and I got to fill up a spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just killing time, you know. Um, but that was in the middle of when you were the pastor for three months. Yes, so I was like, I'm not adding anything. I was running around <laughs> like a chicken with my head cut off all the time. Yeah. So then our uh, actual pastor got came back. You got demoted. And then uh, <laughs> a, a few weeks later, I was like, hey, let's do this. Right? Yeah, it's great. Um, so I had a note in my phone. How I do my show prep is I have notes in my phone and then I just you write stuff things together. down. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like I, when life happens, when I have weird thoughts during homilies, uh, whether they're good or bad, I like to point them out. Uh, you know, that's that sort of thing. So I had a note in my phone a long time ago about how you were doing something very well. And I think you might have transitioned away from it in the last couple of months. So I want to talk about it. I Let's want to talk, talk about it. it. Let's talk the about original it. compliment was whenever you first got here, people that have listened to it for a while know that the parish was kind of in shambles whenever yeah. Father Brian got here. It kind of started healing. And then you got here, what, a year later, whatever. Um, so um, things needed to change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things have changed because it was pretty rough. And now things are very good. So obviously, I'm a fan of change. Right. And the thing that I was very complimentary of you is like a lot of younger priests, there's a lot of things that you want to like bring back some cool traditions. Right. And there's always going to be some pushback whenever Mm -hmm. you bring back some old traditions. Oh, we've been doing it here for 40 years. Okay. There's going to be some pushback. Right. Sure. So I really appreciated how you were. And we even talked about it. I was like, Mm -hmm. how are you doing this? Like, you know, kind of pastorally. Right. Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to remember the exact order, but I remember. Um, for like some big masses, you were like, let's do, let's do incense. Yeah. Let's do incense. I'm going to chant the mass, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you weren't chanting the whole thing at the, chant- at the at big, the at the big stuff I, I did. Oh, so okay. like at the assumption, uh, I, I chanted the whole, gotcha, whole mass, gotcha. but big liturgies, but it wasn't like every Sunday and it wasn't, uh, yeah, I mean, it was. The people who are coming to that mass, right? They they know, right? Like right. this is a bigger day and that kind of thing. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, but like on quote unquote normal Sundays, yeah, you would like you would chant like the first third of the mm-hmm. communion prayer, the the uh, Eucharistic prayers, and then you would say the rest of them because you were kind yeah. of yeah getting people kind of used yeah to it, yeah, right? yeah yeah um, and then. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, it, it's, sure. it's a way of like, hey, we're going to do one thing. We're going to add one thing for either big, big solemnity solemnities or like one little thing at Sunday. Sure. And then yeah. we're going to, you know, wh- whether it was incense or um, mm-hmm. or uh, ch- ch- chanting the first third of the yeah. Eucharistic prayer or those were like the first two. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. And I even told you, I was like, you're doing this. Sure. Like, so in a, in our- a slow enough way that it's not causing like major waves, right? right. You get some questions and stuff like that. People ask questions. I actually, I like that. Like, I love when people say what, like, why is this happening? Right. I think that that is like a prime moment. That's the moment when catechesis can really actually happen because it's instead of catechesis, the big word, right. Just yeah. teaching uh, can actually happen in the, in the, in the setting. Um, that kind of thing where, where people will actually take on board. Right. The, the what you're offering. So, um, I'm going to essentially tell you what the journey I've been on and right. I am just a person in the pew. No, I love it. But at the same time, I am two things. I'm one, a person that cares about this parish and I've done some pastoral work. Yeah. So I think about it as I think about it in three different ways. And I argue with myself. I think about it as just like a person attending mass. Yeah. I think about it as some with, I have 2% of the responsibility for the pastoral care of our parish, whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I also think about it as a parent. 
Yes. So over the last two months, there have been a lot of things added uh-huh. that have we've gone from where mass was. I think the general consensus, or not consensus, the general average yeah. for mass is an hour. About like, an hour. Uh, uh, yeah. In the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. So if I, I, I've i done enough traveling where I go to mass and it's an hour, unless it's like a big celebrity or whatever, yeah. right? Pomp and circumstance, cool. Um, so like when you first started doing those couple of changes, it would be like 61 minutes, 62 minutes. And it's like, sure. okay, like, you know, if we're starting the closing hymn and yeah. it's yeah. noon at 11 mass, you're sure. like, this is okay. But over the last couple of months, my friend, Let's go. 68 minutes. 71 minutes. 73 minutes. Okay. 77 minutes. Yeah. There was one that it was, uh, it was something like, yeah, like 15, 17 minutes, quote unquote, over. I know it's sure, not, yeah. but like over the, the norm. And you were late to a meeting with me. You kept four people waiting because your mass went long. What mass? What, what, that what, was, uh, it was a, I can't remember. Uh, uh, marriage prep stuff. Okay, I don't remember that, but oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, oh, I do. I do. <laughs> oh, I, actually, no, it was with the Fagans too, right? Yes. Okay, I do remember this. Yeah. And so yeah, that was because we had the the right of acceptance to catechumens, right? There was like day. a bunch of stuff that was happening that day, mm-hmm. and so I, I mean, like, I I do agree that in general, like, it's a reasonable expectation, somewhere around an hour, an hour. I I actually think that that's kind of the wrong way of going about looking at the liturgy yeah. quite honestly yeah. if i if i'm going to be going to be honest about pushing back uh cuz it it kind of treats it as like okay i got to here's the here's my expectation and this is all i'm going to i have to give to god right this this week and i know that's not what you're saying but i think that it it, it is a I, I, I get a little frustrated but i'm never really i'm never really going to complain for myself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but you're wondering, like, okay, what is my kid thinking about this? My, or what is my... My, my kids, um, more people are leaving early. So it's like... It, yeah. I'm not, no, I know. I am I know. not saying that you are causing people to sin. No, no, no. But no. I'm saying that people are leaving mass early. No, yeah. And, because and, there's and, this assumption that it's 60 minutes. And, like, sure. what is happening is, like, like this past weekend, we started... Like I have, I have a, a, a noon, like it's not a, I'm not timing your mass, yeah. but I just happen to have the Angelus alarm. Oh I pray, yeah, yeah. I pray the Angelus. At sure. Noon. Yeah. So I have an alarm set for every day and it went <laughs> off while we're still kneeling. Yeah. We, not, we haven't even gone to communion. We haven't gone yet. to communion yet. So there was a lot of people this Sunday that went to communion and left. And left. Which like, yeah, people are going to do that anyway. Sure. But it was like. Uh, there was a fair a number mass of exodus yeah and intended, it right? is it is interesting. And, and so this is, this is where the tension that has to happen has to happen. Right. Like is was it a, maybe a little bit longer than I expected it to be this week? Yeah. Like even I was recognizing there were some things that were out of your control or- and, and there were some things that I couldn't control. My homily was a little bit longer, it, but it I, like quite honestly, people also said like, Hey, your homily this week was, was, well, good. It was good. And uh, so it could have made us pray. Yeah. It's it, very rare in a homily. <laughs> could it be shorter? Yeah, it could be shorter. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's always things that I can do to be shorter. Now I will say that one of the things we've, we're trying to do at St. Joe's that I think is a good balance, a good tension to have is like the 11 o'clock is going to be the principle is going to be like the, the higher mass. So if someone ex- is, is in need of a kind of a lower mass experience, quote unquote, um, they might go to, the seven thirty or the nine or the the five thirty, and I recognize that that sometimes doesn't work for fa- every family all the time. That, you know? See, it's interesting for me to hear you say that. Yeah, because one eleven's where we can go. Yeah, I know. So I, I I don't have a ton of. I I guess I've gone to five thirty maybe. I've seen you at five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lot of times it's like it's when I'm not feeling good. Yeah, morning, yeah. Going no, to I understand. Yeah. So like I've been there enough. Where I, I guess I, ha- I I just hadn't really noticed. Yeah, but. I'm also shocked because that has been the family mass of the parish for forever. And one of my, not complaints, but one of my primary pushbacks is that's the one that's the hardest for families is because that, and I didn't even know that y'all were like yeah, doing yeah. that on purpose. Right. So it's kind of, I just kind of assumed that every mass yeah, at is least the you same. Were saying, was yeah. hour, hour 10, hour 15. No, not every mass is like that. First of all, just for the sake of, because of communion. Right at the eleven o'clock mass, there are five hundred people there this yeah, yeah, Sunday, yeah. and so for communion, yeah, and I no, had to sit upstairs. Yeah, it, it was amazing, right? It was like awesome. from a and so I, I don't know. There's just a, uh, I guess I just push back a lot on like the time being the the determinant. Um, I don't think that we should be just sitting around doing nothing in liturgy all the time. I think that there's a time for silent prayer within the liturgy uh, after communion. I think that the it should flow. It's not. 
and, and that kind of thing. I don't think it should drag on. And I certainly never want to give a homily that just is dragging and dragging and dragging for the sake of filling up time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, this is the most important thing that we do as Catholics. And I, I know that it's hard, right? Like I have brothers, my brother has four kids. My other brother has three kids and they go to mass and it's like, it's like a war, right? Like, and so I'm not a parent, but there's, there's like a, that's uh, a parent. Yeah. I mean, right. Like <laughs> that's funny. Right. Uh, and so, so it's a, it can be a war at the same time. Like I, I see that, you know, what we, what we spend time on, what we spend energy on and uh, the, the level of beauty in, a, in the liturgy also has a very positive effect on the formation of children, families, young people, right? Like the fact that a, uh, you know, like the, the way that the liturgy is done, um, it, it matters because for, for, especially for kids, right? I can talk to them all day and like, they're going to get like four sentence, like three words of what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Like my, and you know this, cause my homilies are generally aimed at adults. Like occasionally I throw something in there for the kids, but my homily is, is generally aimed at, at an adult level. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I have a school mass, I do it for the, the school kids. Right. right, right. But Sundays is uh, yeah, the, so, the, it, the primary it, thing we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, but the rest of the liturgy, is accessible for anyone who walks in the door because you're smelling things, you're hearing things, you're seeing things, you're, you're, and there's, uh, so all of those things. My, to- my favorite thing this weekend in regards to seeing things was, was so <laughs> I, 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 w- I was late to this mass, uh, because I, I had, it was this long thing. My wife Whatever. works at the church. She was at the church. She had my keys. Oh. So I like got in, I got to the van, 12 minutes before mass. Cause it takes us eight minutes to get there. Sure. Like normal Sunday. Man, you're driving quick. And I was like, well, yeah. And I, well, I know, I know where <laughs> you were looking for it. It's easier for me to, um, but, uh, I didn't have my keys. So I was like, I was late. Yeah. Well, it sucks. Nothing yeah. I can do about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we, we always. got that. She was already, she was coming home. So we got there like five, six minutes late. Right. Um, but so we, there was no room in the end, which was great. I was yeah. happy about it. So I went upstairs and I sat in this pew and I was sitting next to a lot of like either current students or former students, nice. one, one family. That's awesome. And I was sitting next to this guy. He's a freshman in college now. And I, like I was his small group leader, his coach, his campus minister, everything since Whoa. he was in sixth grade. Right. That's awesome. So there was one moment where we couldn't see you because we're yeah. sitting in the yeah, back of the top. A- so we couldn't see you. So it was, it was like an audio, audio experience for us. So at one point, it was funny because we were like the whole time we couldn't see you. Yeah. So it was hard to kind of connect that way. Yeah. But at one point you said, where is Jesus? And I just, we both just pointed <laughs> at the crucifix because the crucifix is all the only thing see. you can <laughs> see. That's awesome. But, yeah. um, so let me lay out. It, it, I'm not the priest. I'm not the pastor, right? No, uh, yeah, please. Me, no, I, I like this. Um, the, I, I was talking with one of my, with, uh, one of my other priest friends about, length of mass and just because sure. i was thinking about yeah, it, was do, with yeah. him and he was like well you have to be careful not to push back too much because this is literally what you were ordained for right so like uh, i don't mind <laughs> I, I i actually think that these conversations are really important to have so i'm not like afraid uh like i i've seen it done well in 55 minutes and i've seen it done well at the cathedral and this is where That's i'm coming daily from mass is 55 no, minutes no. <laughs> that is not true daily it's interesting though because my daily masses i'm like People got to go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-seven minutes, twenty-eight minutes. That's how I feel like, on Sundays during football season. It's like the game start at noon. Come on. <laughs> See, I totally disagree <laughs> with that. Sunday is for the Lord. But uh, anyway, uh, okay. So here's here's my actual. If I, if I was the pastor, right? Um, if I was, yeah, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, right? Sure. Um, of where understanding that you care about these things and the things that you're adding are clearly things that you care about. Yeah. What. I would do probably because it's what I've seen the most from other priests or whatever is like, uh, so essentially what has happened is we're, we have now added all these things that I think are good things individually. So, sure, yeah. um, so we're like, chanting, we're using Eucharistic prayer one, which is the, the long, it's the yeah. long, it's, I just want to point out it's two minutes longer than the shortest one. <laughs> sure. It is. Go, go read it. I've been to your masses. <laughs> um, 
so we're, we're we've also had th- these are all good things. Yeah. I'm not. I, there's not one of these things that we have added sure. that I don't like. Um, we incense the the readings. Your homilies are a little longer than I think people are used to. Yeah, but sure. they're good, which is also something I'm not used to. So sure. like, there's a balance there. The long long Eucharistic prayer. Um, the children's uh, bulletins. Children's and bulletins. The, I'll bring back the offertory. Uh, bring it up. Bring bring yeah. it up, and then all uh, like kids bringing up their offertory thing. Yeah. But then also another thing, like probably my favorite thing that has been added, just because I had never seen it before, and I think it's incredibly cool because I've been one of the people that has brought communion to like the homebound or oh, like, yeah, like yeah. old mm-hmm. folks communities or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, so what we do at the end of mass is like, if you are bringing, you know, you, you or father Brian will call up everybody. Yeah. If you are bringing communion to the sick, please come forward. And he, you give the give host picks. Yeah. With and, those. and say a prayer for them. And I was just like, man, like that's probably my favorite addition because I've never seen it anywhere. And just like, I just, like when I would go and give communion to those people, mm-hmm. I felt like they were just not part of the community. They were just mm-hmm. kind of an add on. And so including it in the Sunday mass yeah. makes the whole community recognize them recognize them they're there like that's probably my favorite addition but again if we're at this mass where all this other stuff is happening that's happening 68 minutes into the mass and i'm like you're like can we go so all of those things are good things and there's been uh i never bring this up in parish conversations unless it's with you but it has come up where like everybody's noticing that both you and father brian are using the longer eucharistic prayer right yeah and what i have seen in the past (laughs) is for people who are good homilists, like both of you are, it's like, I'm going to give a good homily. It's going to be a little longer. So typically the decision is on the masses where I preach longer. I'm going to use Eucharistic prayer. I'm going to use Eucharistic prayer three because it's literally a decision you can make in the moment. In the moment. Right. Yeah. Where you're like, if I give an eight minute homily, okay, I'm going to use the longer Eucharistic prayer. Or I gave a 18, 20 minute homily, even if it was good, I'm going to use Eucharistic prayer three. Yeah. So there's like some balance there that, I get what you're saying. And like, you're uh, essentially going back to the original point. It's like, yes, you're right. I, and I think most of the community have this assumption that mass is an hour. An hour. And yeah. I think at first you were trying to slowly bring us there. And then all of a sudden it wasn't slowly. And I think it both felt, myself and some other people are starting. No, to that's good feedback. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is one of those things where you get over like a, an hour five and you're like, and, and I, to be vulnerable, right? Like I, Unfortunately, there's a clock, there, <laughs> right? And so, like, I understand that, but I, and I, but I purposefully, like, I purposefully, unless there is a, a dire need for us to be done within an hour, I try not to pay attention to time, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I know that that, that might, that could sound like I'm not being caring for the people, but I, no, it's because I care so much about the liturgy. And like the fact that when we're in the liturgy, we're kind of stepping out of the 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 humdrum every day. Uh, there's there's a distinction. I don't know if you ever made it on the show between Kairos and Kronos. Have you ever heard of this? I, I've heard it. I don't think we talked about. it. Okay, so it basically, Kronos is like what we think of as time all the time, right? Like, no pun intended. So you're like moving from A to B to C to D. Kairos is like a uh, the Greeks had this sense of like an eternal now. Right. And so when you're stepping into the liturgy, you're stepping into that. Now, of course, the reality is we're also in time right now. Right, right. And so like when we're at mass, yeah, we're in like, something that's happening in heaven and on earth. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of, you know, but but there's something about that that I think that we need that we we like our culture needs it like we and I I need it. Right. Like as a person, I recognize that I am constantly looking at my phone. Mm -hmm. I am constantly looking at my watch. I'm constantly saying, what is the next thing that I have to go to? And I think that there is something very catechetically, very teaching wise that's that's good about saying, yeah, sometimes mass is an hour. Sometimes it's an hour and five minutes. Sometimes it's an hour and 10. But, you know, we're going to hang out and talk after mass anyway. Right. And we're going to, you know, we're, we're doing these things. So I'm not saying every mass all the time. I'm not saying all the, that, that, uh, that it's, that it's, uh, yeah. I'm not saying that we have to do that. Like every mass has to be a solemn high, like beautiful, you know, something like that. No, you heard me earlier with the, the daily mass thing. Yeah. 
we got to go. Right. right. But, um, I got to go get a sandwich after this. Yeah. I got to, I got to go back to work. Right. Or I got to get to work. I got to. And so there's different things for different times. I do think one of the, the other things that I, I want to learn more about that I haven't, I've been meaning to read this encyclical for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's an encyclical by uh, John Paul II called Dies Domine, which is just the day of the Lord. Oh, cool. And it's, it, it talks, I've read little pieces here and there, and it talks about like the necessity for Sunday to overflow from just like going to going to mass on on Sunday, right? It has to has to feel different, has to be different, and I wonder if if uh, sometimes we've allowed a little bit of the pragmatism to come into our celebration of the liturgy, but at the same time, like I just want to be very clear. The pastoral component of like being attractive to newcomers at a mass right. is important because that's right now where we're at in the church with regard to like, this is the thing that a lot of newcomers come to, which we could have a whole nother <laughs> right, argument right, yeah, yeah. about whether that's the which thing we've that done we, at pastoral grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> which we should, right? Like we, we should not, I, at least that's my, my opinion that, yeah. that uh, like the mass is not the mass first thing. Catholics. Yeah. It's not the first thing that you invite someone to. They need to, someone at mass, generally speaking, should be a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but then of course, in my homilies, I'm always saying, if you haven't met Jesus yet, you can meet him right now. Right. right. Like, um, but, but, okay. So that's the people I want to close with Yeah, is I think, uh, most of your answers have been helpful for me to hear as somebody who is, mm. um, Pursuing faith yeah, and, and like well formed, generally well. I think I need to break more into this Kairos than Kronos thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's helpful for me to hear. I don't think it's helpful for some the people who are leaving early, no matter what. Yeah. There are people who are going to leave early at fifty minutes. If you did an hour, there's people that are going to leave yeah. at, at sixty minutes. But I have seen more of an exodus. Yeah, and, at, and it breaks my heart. It, and mine too. I'm which like, is, which is like uh, actually why I'm concerned. Yeah. I can sit here and gripe and complain, yeah, which is what no, I no. do on the show every week. <laughs> like I, I can gripe and complain with the best of them, right? But recently, it has shifted more, less from me to more like yeah. these are good people leaving yeah. that have have never heard the terms Kairos no, and, yeah. and Kronos, and that like are people who need those homilies where you're saying I need to meet Jesus because there are people in our pews that have been there for twenty years I that know. need to meet yeah, Jesus, yeah. right? So like. Um, that's actually kind of the people I'm concerned about them and parents of young kids. Yeah. Right? No. So first with the, the people who are, let's, let's talk about that group of people, the people who are leaving, who mm. don't really have a connection with their faith. They know this is what they're supposed to do. They're there, they're yeah. doing it, but they're getting frustrated and leaving. Like how, you said it breaks your heart, but like, how do you deal with like, that's the, that's the primary question I've been struggling with. It's like, how did, how do you, how do we as a parent deal with this pastorally? Yeah. Because, a ton of people are leaving. Yeah. Because of yeah. this incorrect assumption that it's an hour, but it is an assumption. For sure. Yeah. And, and we got to recognize where people are at. Right. So I, I, that's a, that's a good question. I don't, I, I don't think that the only option is to make mass shorter. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, there's more creative ways that we can uh, approach it. And I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but you know, if we've got some committed missionary disciples in the parish and we do, we, we certainly do at least five, at least five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got more than that. Praise God. Uh, you know, having, having, for example, uh, I had a, I had a mom come up to me, um, the other day and she was like, we need to have donuts outside of mass every Sunday. Amen and amen. I know uh, for on many, on many <laughs> levels. Right. And, uh, and, and I was like, that would be amazing. Can you lead it? And she was like, yeah, I think I could, I could figure out how to, oh, how that's to do good. that. The, the answer is usually no. Yeah. <laughs> you need to do this. Yeah, exactly. Can you help? No, yeah, absolutely exactly. So, uh, so she, she was like, okay, let's see if we can figure this out. And I think things like that where, uh, you, and you have some committed people you don't out get a there. Donut if you leave the no, no, no. You get a donut. <laughs> you still get the donut, right? But you're you're there, mm-hmm. right? And you reckon and then then people you're like, wait, all these people are staying. What what am I missing? You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. why am I when I when I just um dart out the door after communion, like there's something missing there. Mm-hmm. And 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 those conversations can actually start happening and and maybe you, you kind of purposely say, okay, will you come to this other thing that we're having? Like, I would love if you come to that. And, I, you know, as a priest, like I try and do that. I don't know if it, you, you probably notice this because you you stay till the final right, blessing. Right, right, right. But most of the time, Father Brian and I are out there before the mass gets out mm-hmm. and neither of us ever 
would say to that person coming out, like, get back, you sinner. Right? Yeah. Like, it, it's always like, That's thank what the you. bouncers are for. Yeah. <laughs> we can have another conversation about that. This group of people. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so th- I think that that's one thing. Y'all, Just have, y'all do that very well. Being out there, being present, being with, having people, making making an effort, um, maybe even occasionally having a homily and saying things like, hey, let me, let's talk about why it's important to stay to the end of mass, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and it worked. I, I don't know if you, if you were there at the Ash Wednesday service that I was at, at the, uh, it, there were, I was, there I, were, I was at one with you and I, you were at I, like 12. I, yeah. <laughs> so five. Yeah. So I, five, I, really? That's yeah. been a running joke the whole time. That's no, awesome. Yeah. Well, I was, I was outside after all of them, but yeah, there yeah. were, anyway, so the, uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I just got the joke. Anyway, so, but I, it had been a tradition for a long time in the parish that we did ashes at the end of Ash Wednesday service. So people could just leave afterwards. And I just said, I just said, Hey, after you receive your ashes, if you'd return to your pews, we're all going to pray your father together. Yeah. I was unsure why we didn't do that before. Because it says literally in the book (laughs) to do it the way that I did it. Right. right? So, and, and because it makes way more sense. If you think about it, like you receive the mark of like you're being claimed for Christ and then we're all together praying to Jesus. Yeah. I, I didn't, that, that didn't bother me at all. I'm joking. But yeah, no, I what it did bother me one time was it bothered me more. Like I didn't go to a mass. I went to an Ash Wednesday service. Oh yeah. Like yeah. what Ash Wednesday, when we have to go get our ashes and then go back through and get communion. I was like, what? This is taking forever. <laughs> anyway, once that's a, not, yeah, not no, the no. point of what we're talking about, but. <laughs> That's um, funny. No, but it is funny. Yeah. 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 I like but of- yeah, I was just, I, I was sitting there this past Sunday and just watching people leave. And I was just like, man. Um, yeah. So I think that, that that would be my, one of my thoughts as like a brainstorm to, mm-hmm. to be there. Uh, the other thing is just to. I, yeah, I, I think just addressing it. Sorry. I didn't yeah. cut you off. But no, I think like you addressed the thing at Ash Wednesday. So yeah. people stayed. Yeah. People stayed. So I think if we are going to keep these where masses are. A little bit longer, 10 uh, minutes longer, right? 18. Um, then <laughs> then I, I do think it needs to be addressed, if nothing sure, else, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Which I think will be helpful. So yeah, um, that's good. One, one of the, my favorite, th- the other favorite thing that uh, I know some priests don't like, but it's actually one of my favorite things because I, we, I joke all the time that I just forget how, unless I take notes, I forget them by the time we're out there. I'm like, hey, sure. I really enjoyed it because I remember enjoying it. What did you say? I have no idea. Sure. So um, I, I've seen Father Brian do it. He does it every mass. Yeah, I, I do I it less I, I don't i don't know if you do but he he does a little two sentence reminder yeah. homily before the final blessing yeah and dude i'm telling you i think about his homilies all week that's good yeah but because it's what i i don't know just how my brain works right yeah where it's like i remember it but then i'm like i'm praying about other stuff at community like i've, I've moved on i've yeah. moved on from the homily mm-hmm. right um and I, I i there was a bishop that did it and all that i adore that all my priest friends are like oh he's Adding something to the mass. It's not in the rubrics, whatever. But dude, it's been so helpful to me. And I've really liked that. The other thing that y'all do is I've never seen this anywhere else. The consistency with which you are outside before and after masses, he is saying, and he is outside before and after masses mm-hmm. that you are saying. You know what I mean? Sure. I might yeah. have mixed those up. We're there. But yeah. y'all are there and just being part of the community. Dude, it's awesome. I love that so oh, much. Thank you. No, yeah. that, that means a lot to me. And I think that that is one of the things that I've, maybe an older priest. I don't remember. Like you, you cannot go a direction in a parish as a priest. If you don't like, this is my family, right? Like imagine if you just came into your family and just were like, this is the, this is it. We're just doing this. And, and what I do. Well, I, (laughs) yes. Imagine if you did that with your extended family who are all adults who have thoughts and and like, it doesn't, yeah, it, yeah, it would not fly, sure. right? Like, and that's like people. Like, I love St. Joseph's, and I, I don't. And I, when I say St. Joseph's, I, I don't mean the building, although it's beautiful. I don't mean. I mean the people. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the people of St. Joseph, and I want them to go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> that's like I, I eagerly desire that, and I think that uh, one of the things that it, it just was driven really clear, clear to me is just you got to know people. You got to, you got to talk to people. You, you got to love people. And, and that doesn't mean that like, I'm an extrovert. So it's a lot easier for me than, than I have some brother priests who are introverts and, and they're great priests and they're praying for their people. I, I, I know they are like, it's not as cool. No, that's not true. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting. Well, maybe they are. And you know, pray, praise God. Like, like, uh, it's just like, 
um, we we don't know, right? We don't know their sanctity, and and I don't, I barely know my own sanctity. I, you know, may it please I'm God, pretty clear I get on to, mine. I, <laughs> and the lack thereof. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thomas Aquinas says we can only we can we can have moral certainty, but not absolute certainty that we're uh, in a state of grace. Right. So you know, I'm in the state of Texas. And that's even better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's awesome. That's how we're ending. Okay, so uh, uh, I appreciate this. This was good. Uh, we didn't fight. We did it. We, we did it. Way to go, man. <laughs> we did. Um, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about slippery slope arguments and how I might not be a fan of them. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There's only a couple weeks left of Lent. That is insane. It is almost Holy Week, almost Easter. Uh, and one of the three pillars of Lent is almsgiving. If you haven't done that part yet, we could really use your help. Uh, we're uh, just kind of making it day by day here financially at Forte Catholic. We could really use your support. So if you like the work that we're doing, uh, the ministry that we're doing through our, our uh, the podcast and our YouTube channel, um, also with helping other podcasts like uh, the 25 that we've worked with since COVID uh, hit, uh, like, uh, you know, the, that old father, Mike Schmitz guy. I'm sure some of you have heard of him. Some of the great shows like uh, Way of the Heart with Jake Kim. Uh, it just some, some great, great shows we're working with. Pints with Jack. Uh, Center State Sister with Alice Sullivan. We've got a lot of great shows that we're working with. Uh, if you want to support uh, Catholic podcasting, Catholic evangelization, uh, and just a Catholic ministry, we would really appreciate it. ForteCatholic.com slash donate is where you can go to give a one-time donation or the most helpful things to give a monthly donation just to kind of help us meet our budget every month. We really appreciate it. Um, all donations are tax deductible since we are a 501c3 nonprofit. It is tax season. So, uh, you know, it's too late to donate for last year. But if you donate right now, it'll help your taxes next year so we can both thank each other next march 2024 for slash donate thank you guys so much for your support welcome back to Forza catholic i'm taylor stroll that's still father will we are still friends amazingly enough we are <laughs> so um he punched me in between segments it was super weird but um, <laughs> right after you put me in a headlock okay <laughs> like it was self-defense uh i want to talk about slippery slope arguments and i have one primary example great let's i do know it. that there are more <laughs> that frustrate me but I don't want to go over on our podcast time, which is very funny. I just, I literally just realized that this show used to be under 60 minutes and it had to be because it was live on radio and it had to be under 60 minutes. And now it's not. Now I have the freedom. <laughs> now they're like an hour 17. <laughs> hey man. So it's very funny. I just realized that just a little bit of introspection. Hilarious. Okay. So, uh, I got into an argument with somebody about this and it was just a whole different frame of mind. And I think he's wrong. He clearly thinks I'm wrong. And we're both Catholics who are well-formed and all this kind of stuff, right? We were talking about the um, the 60-minute fast from before you receive communion, mm -hmm. which the typical argument there is, is it 60 minutes before Mass or 60 minutes before communion? The correct answer is 60 minutes before communion. That's so literally, right. if you're going to your Mass, you can eat as you're walking in. <laughs> Maybe, I guess that could be a benefit, right? right? Yeah. That's very funny. I hadn't thought about that. But okay. Um it, you know, 60 minutes before mass. So like for daily mass, it gets a little harder and yeah, people are at lunch or whatever. But like, essentially I've been in situations like that. Let's even for like, um, it typically happens on like retreats or something where I'm busy and I haven't, and I'm like, I eat and I, and I, I ate something. I, let's either purposefully or either way, whether it's mm -hmm. purposeful or I just kind of forgot about the fast or whatever. And I eat a little granola bar mm -hmm. and then it's like, you know, by the time I was like, oh, I'm, let's say I'm going to 11 and let's yeah. say your mass ends at noon. Just, it's a miracle. Um, if I go at 11, let's say I ate something at 1050, 1050. Sure. Yeah. And I'm looking at communion. Communion's at 10, 1047. Yeah. And younger in my years, sure. I've literally done this where I was in like the fourth row and I went to the back of the mass and got uh -huh. to the end of the line so I could follow this rule. And I received six, like almost exactly 60 minutes after I'd eaten this granola bar at a retreat when I was in, uh, in high school. <laughs> right. Because uh, I didn't want to break the rule. Yeah. And um, I don't want to say where we were because I don't want to call this person out, but we were at this thing and just because of the schedule of the day, we had to eat right then. Mm -hmm. And then we had mass and it was going to be a daily mass. So, so there's, there's no gonna, way. Yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. way. Like we had to eat a meal, like, yeah. because that's how, just how our schedule required for the day. You can argue with me if you want, but it's just the reality of the situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm not going to receive mm -hmm. because it was going to be like 54 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like I literally looked because we had talked about it and sure. it ended up being 54, 55 minutes, something like that from whenever we ate, finished our f food to communion. And I was just like, dude, it's fine. 
Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's to me, it seems like a kind of arbitrary rule. There's a spirit behind the rule. The actual letter of the law says 60 minutes, but I've received at 57 minutes. I've received at 58. If it's 12, I'm not going to receive, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this I think the slippery slope argument people are like, if you received at 57, the next time it's going to be 56. The next time it's 55. Then, sure. And then all of a sudden, you're eating a chewy bar as you're walking down the aisle. It's like, <laughs> who's going to do that? You know? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. like, it's not an all-the-time thing. It was just kind of one-time special circumstances. And I was just like, look, there's some gray here. Yeah. There's God, God's right. Do you really think you're like, you live your whole life for God? I, I picture this all the time. Your whole life for God. And God's like, well, you did everything good. You had a chewy bar three minutes early. Go to hell. And I'm just like, come on. That's not the God I know. Sure. Yeah. But there is some validity to the actual rules and following what the church says. So there's a little bit of tug, but I kind of land on the gray side of things. Sure. So, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. So I think that there's, there's a couple things um, that I would say, right? Um, one, uh, there's the principle that it is good and we are obliged to follow lawful authority. Right. We, I mean, that's like the church says. I may or may not struggle with authority. That may be part of this. That, that, that's true. <laughs> it's okay. It's, uh, so that's one thing. Um, the other principle that I would say uh, is the discernment of a particular situation uh, can in some cases a dispense from a, from an obligation. Right. So if it was like, um, this is the last time that you're going to be able to receive communion for months, mm. you should receive communion. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it would be a reasonable, a reasonable person would say that. Uh, and then, so that, that's, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is like, no one's obliged to receive communion every time. Now, I think you should receive communion when you go to mass, if you're in a state of grace. Mm -hmm. And I think you should, a person should uh, prepare themselves. The reason we ate late is because confession went long. We're all in pristine condition. So so I would also uh, just, this may not be something that's in every diocese, but at least in the diocese of Austin, every priest has the ability to dispense from the obligation to, uh, to fast Mm -hmm. before communion so literally that that that's like a 30 second conversation hey father we ate because confession went long and now i we're going to mass is it okay if i receive communion yes you receive communion so i know that that it seems so arbitrary but there is like this this obedience that that teaches us uh and it, there's also this um and i'm not saying you should do this all the time or or that a person i'm, not, I, I'm saying you but i'm not saying you i'm saying a person should do it all the time but there's there's nothing like sinful or wrong with going to mass and not receiving mm-hmm. communion right like and it, there could be a real holiness or like a real uh goodness in this man's heart that you're talking about mm-hmm. where he's like i'm going to follow this this rule even though it does seem a little bit arbitrary because I want to be better at obedience. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to, and I want to do that. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you made a bad decision. I, I'm not judging the state of your soul at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm just thinking of those things with regard to like all of the different competing is because I've also had this situation in mm-hmm. seminary, right? <laughs> like where you're like, you're eating something in class and mass is right after class and you didn't even think about like, it. Oh, and you're like, crap. <laughs> right. Or I, you know, I just drank some tea. Right. I'm like, okay, there's, like if you accidentally eat, I think that that's also another competing thing. Yeah. So I, the slippery slope thing, I, I, I see kind of both sides of this. I was interested in your perspective because I don't hear confessions. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> and I would imagine some things are slippery slope, like drinking drugs, pornography, things yeah. that are addictive. Those things are kind of slippery slopes, but I, I just don't think this, my no, first yeah. example falls into that. I category. don't think that it, it it's it's certainly not like addictive um i i think that for uh this this does come down to the individual in a lot of cases um some people have a tendency towards um and for this is, could be for just genetic predisposition that could just be their raised the way they were raised could be experiences whatever it doesn't really matter why but they have a tendency towards like really deep scrupulosity where there's this 
this real fear of God that, all the time. That's that's where this person was coming from, and I'm on the opposite spectrum. Yeah, where like I'm gonna f- this rule's so stupid. I'm not gonna follow. Yeah. So <laughs> so if I was gonna if I was gonna give advice to the person who struggles with that with the scrupulosity, I would probably tell them unless you are a hundred percent sure that you. For example, I've I've said this to people. Unless you're 100% sure you've committed a mortal sin, you have not committed a mortal sin. There is, like, your conscience is overly, overly uh, over the top, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I might say to someone on the other side of the the, the spectrum, Now you can say me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't possibly judge. Uh, hey, you should probably be more concerned about trying to follow these these smaller things, the things that seem smaller. So just ultimately, because of the I went to communion, he didn't, and we should have flipped that. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, if I was, if if, a, if if like someone had asked me like right then and there, and I knew both people really well, that's probably the advice that yeah. I would have said. But I, I don't think that like it's like a it's hilarious, a, a huge terrible thing, and and so those slippery slope things they can be used in a bad way to 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 just like basically make God out to be a policeman god is not a policeman yeah i mean for me it was just like i have followed the 60 minute thing every day of my life every mass i've ever been to except like i remember the one in in high school i probably did one other one in college so i've probably broken that rule twice in my entire life yeah one i had good reason one i was probably being a jerk right sure but this one i was like come on man no i think do do i really am i really gonna go up to the priest after and be like can i receive communion now just give it to me now it's just like you know what i mean so uh it it was interesting like you you, uh one of the things he talked about was the the dispensation from the priest where he knew about that i didn't like i'm not gonna one, one, I'm just the person. I'm just not going to bother somebody. Sure, yeah, um, I understand. But that's what he was saying. Like we were arguing about this after mass because yeah. I received and he didn't. He was like, sure. He mad, was like, what? mad about it or whatever. Yeah. Um, Why did you do that? Yeah. And I was like, look, dude. Like he, his big thing was you as a lay person. We we were both lay people. He's like, you as a lay person can't dispense yourself from that. Mm. It has to be a priest. And I'm like, dude, it's three minutes. Yeah, I like, mean. It is three yeah. minutes. <laughs> so and you, like, you might have been wrong about looking at your watch, right? And I think in doubt. You should receive communion, mm-hmm. right? But I, I, I do have great respect for the authority of the church, mm-hmm. right? Like, I promised respect and obedience to the bishop, and that also includes. That's why I'm not a priest or <laughs> I also, I mean, you promised in a certain sense respect and obedience to to your wife, right? Yeah, and your not, family. She's not. It's not the same relationship as bishop <laughs> to priest. I that's promise true, you. That's true. That's true. Well, that, that, may it please God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so there's something there. There's something about authority that, and I I feel this in myself, right? Like sometimes I'm like I I, I just don't like authority, right? Right? Like, and I think that that's a that's a tendency that we have that can be problematic. Well, good. I had this conversation so I can decide which one of us is right. You said we were both wrong. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our show. That's Father Will. I'm so glad that you were here. Um, I'm so glad we had the conversations. That yes, we did. Um, this was great. And ironically enough, we went long and you're going to be late to a meeting and that brings me so much joy. <laughs> don't go. I, I said don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're not going to be right back. We're leaving. I'm Taylor Stroll. I'll be back next week. That's Father Will. He might come back sometime. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed those great conversations with Father Will Rooney. We had an absolute blast recording here. Uh, He's great. Uh, I just really, really enjoyed it. I hope that you did too. If you did, please hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Got a lot of stuff going on there, not just the podcast. We hope that you'll enjoy all of it. If you're listening on podcasts, leave us five stars, leave a review. All that stuff really does help. Share this with a friend today. If you know somebody that would that would uh, love a conversation about slippery slopes or love uh, a, a conversation about pastoral care and arguing about the mass, who doesn't like arguing about the mass? It's all anybody does on the internet anyway. Uh, share it with somebody. Love you. See you soon.